You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm only going to be here for one more hour. I've been here for a long time. Well, not a long time. Three hours, not a long time. I get started every single weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to everybody locked in and listening all over North America. It's been a busy show. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy couple of months. It's been a busy day in the NFL. We finished the Super Bowl. Offensive coordinator from the Eagles gets a job. Defensive coordinator for the Eagles gets a job. Eric Bieniemy sticks with the Chiefs. Derek Carr is officially a free agent. The Chiefs are going to have an entire... They're going to have an entire parade today. I know there's, there's people who are already drinking and partying. I know there's folks in Kansas City... They never stop from from Sunday. I hope they're drinking their water. Anyway. Phone lines are bumping. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr and B enemy. And Tom Brady had a Valentine's Day advice. He gave us a little poem on love that he put on social media Aaron Rodgers is talking about his inner circle. He didn't start his darkness cleanse yet or darkness retreat. The world is just a funny place, man. Like there, There's certain things that you can't make up. You just can't. Here, listen, I'm, I'm just going to amuse myself. We've played this quite a few times tonight, and if you're just tuning in, good for you. We're being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. But let's take a listen. One more time to the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Chef, what's his name? Jonathan who? Gannon? Uh, Jonathan, unfortunately, he's a head coach, Gannon. Yeah, let's listen to Jonathan Gannon just inspire all of the Cardinals fans. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, your new head coach, Arizona Cardinals. Ready to get to work. Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. It sounds like a substitute algebra teacher. Let's listen to the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. His name happens to be Shane Steichen. And he just, uh, he cried because he's he's not a dummy. He knows he got this job because of all of his former players. Thank you to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Malata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Suamala, Lane Johnson, Ian Book, Gardner Minshew, and last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Thank you to each and every single one of you guys. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for you. It's all about the players, and it'll always be about the players. And I will be forever grateful for you guys, and I wish you guys all the best going forward. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Crying? Shep, you're a jerk, man. I'm, I'm trying to slip. I apologize. Oh, wow. Ouch. That man was emotional. He got a new job. His, 
He's in a new economic space in life. He he has a job that he's wanted his whole life, and you making fun of him for crying? Joe, I'm sorry. If there's an opportunity to somehow implement Tom Hanks into the show, I, I just saw the opening, and, he, and there was so much crying tonight, and I feel like I missed the boat with Derek Carr. Well, let's hear Derek Carr cry. <laughs> no, why not? Let's hear Derek Carr cry. I'm just pissed off <laughs> about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. Okay, 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 stop it. Stop. <laughs> Every, everybody's crying. Shane Steichen is sniffling, and I get it. It's emotional. I cry. I cry. I cry a lot. Not a lot, but I cry. Shane Steichen cries. Uh, what's this guy's name? Derek Carr cries. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, he's going to be crying when he realizes he doesn't have a quarterback. And then you got Aaron Rodgers, who's just like, F everybody. Listen to Aaron Rodgers basically say, uh, you know, screw all these people who think that they know what I'm doing. He told the Pat McAfee show this. Listen. No, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know <laughs> They really don't. They don't have, they don't have inner source. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. See, we, we scan the gamut of emotions. You get crying, you get sadness, you get tears of joy, you get pissed off Aaron Rodgers talking about his inner circle. Ooh-wee. And then you got Jeff Saturday, the happiest dude on earth who doesn't have a job. Listen to this man on his boat while he's fishing. What's up, everybody? Hey, first, I just want to say uh, to the Colts organization, the Colts Nation, how much I appreciate the opportunity. I'm so grateful uh, for the last eight weeks of the season and the opportunity to represent you guys. I appreciate the coaches for all your time, energy, and effort to all the players uh, laying it out there each and every week. I can't tell you how much I respect and appreciate what each and every player, not only for the Colts, but the NFL do uh, and, and what they, they put on the line each and every week. But it was an absolute blessing. Uh, I, I look fondly upon it. Wish we would have done better, but uh, ultimately that that is where it is. And so uh, I want to wish Coach Dyken the best of luck. I'm still a huge Colt fan and pulling for you guys. Looking forward to uh, hoisting some Lombardi trophies and excited for your opportunity. So uh, for everybody out there, including the however many thousand that signed a petition, which may have included my wife and son, not exactly sure, but in, in all honesty, I'm so grateful for uh, Colts Nation and who you are. Okay. Shep, what, what, what emotion was that? I don't what, – what emotion was that? That was elation slash relief um, slash just absolute uh, rejoice because he understands that he was in way over his head. And I think Ursay understands that that's the worst possible hire he could have made in the history of NFL head coaches. So Jeff Saturday's happy. He doesn't have to go out there and blow anymore like 30-point leads. I, I, I think so. And, and look, I mean, he, he, it's amazing. He won his first game, but then the NFL said, you know what? We're going to, okay, we, get, we let him get one. Now let's, yeah, let, let's take him seriously. That. Right, exactly. And so we got, uh, we got thrilled man who got fired, basically. <laughs> yes. We got angry Aaron Rodgers. We have Shane Steichen with tears of joy. We have substitute teacher Jonathan Gannon. We have uh, over-emotional. Well, let me not say over-emotional Derek Carr. He was emotional. Did we, are we missing anything? Well, uh, 
we do have I, I would I would say maybe sour grapes, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, let's hear him on I Am Athlete. He he don't like Eric Bieniemy. And the reason why I finished is because me and the coordinator didn't we had a difference about different things, right? And I'm gonna say this. It's the reason why every year they keep hyping him up to get a, a coaching job, a head coach or office coordinator job from somewhere else, and you don't get one because He's the, talking about Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, and the players. You're bringing this up now. We got a minute of the show. Like, the truth. <laughs> because some players, right? He talks to them a, a certain way, and some players would take it. I wouldn't take it. Like, whoa, you know. And some question I would ask, everybody's accountable. Yeah. That's why it's not because he's a black coach. That's not the reason. The reason that because he. I won't get into that. But I'll say this. You can't. You it's, can't say you, the, the, the reason. I mean, yeah, 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 but it's the reason why that every year they hype him up to get a job, and then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know what type of coach he really is. So you're saying Eric B. Enemy was Good night. why you stopped playing in Kansas City? Yeah, come on, man. Wow. They knew what it was. Okay. That was from last year. And since that took place, you got Andy Reid. He's just like, man, that's that's crap. Andy Reid said sometimes it's hard on a veteran player. Maybe their performance level isn't what it used to be. It's hard to take sometimes. But the enemy is going to try to push you to maximize what you've got. That's one of his strengths. He'll come in and shoot you straight. Sometimes you want to hear it. Sometimes you don't. Andy Reid, in the nicest way possible, said, LaShawn McCoy, you ain't like... Eric Bieniemy, because your ass was washed up. Patrick Mahomes loves him, though. That's what Patrick Mahomes had to say right before this Super Bowl. Does Eric deserve to be a head coach, too? I mean, it's 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 so past deserves, man. I mean, he's done everything the right way. Um, he's he's been a part of this offense um, and this team for so long. Holds everybody accountable. Is creative and uh, making up plays for us. Um, and I don't know why he hasn't been hired, but it's been it's been great for us because we've had a, one of the best coaches in the league with us for way long past due, and he's been uh, winning winning a lot of games with us. Oh, I, I forgot this element from Andy Reid in regards to LaShawn McCoy. He wasn't the youngest pup in the kennel here. He was on the backside, and sometimes that's hard to take. Ouch. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Valentine's. Is this still Valentine's? Are we done with that crap yet, Chef? Not yet, right? If you're Mountain West or Pacific time, you are not done with Valentine's Day. And to your point, you should never be done with Valentine's Day. It's not about the day. It's about the relationship. And you should value it 365, not just February 14th. Yeah. I know some people who are some real scumbags. Like every day. And in Valentine's Day, they're not a scumbag, and it makes it better. Anyway, 855-212-4CBS. It's about love, but we've, we've heard angry Aaron Rodgers and crying coaches and angry players. We got a little bit of everything. Let's go to CJ Caller from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How's it going, JR? It's going very well, CJ. What's up? Oh, okay, so I was looking into everything, and I'm, I'm a numbers guy, and I couldn't – you can't quantify on-the-field wins and losses with race or nepotism. I'm not saying they're not part of it, but it's tough to see that in wins and losses right now. 
if you it's look not, at it's not about the numbers and wins and losses it's about getting the opportunities and those numbers are very clear well and that's that's where i'm going if you look at the andy reed sports tree he's had 10 head coaches and if you remove sean mcdermott they're all under 500 the number of wins combined are under 500 and if you look at like the what have you done for me lately the last one's Matt Nagy, who had a number two overall pick at quarterback who didn't turn out. And then the second he was gone, Justin Fields improved. So I don't know if it's – there's a lot more misses on the Andy Reid sports tree than there are hits if you look I at think, the numbers. I think, I think uh, coaching trees are, are, are crap. And I don't think that's – not just because of Andy Reid we can go ahead and look at Bill Belichick. Oh, for sure. So, I don't but, I don't think I don't think Eric Bieniemy not having a job has anything to do with the uh, the potential of of what he may do outside of the coaching tree of Andy Reid. I just think coaching trees are irrelevant. I I would agree, but I would say that that's not how team presidents think. They think if you've got an if you're looking at it from a team president or an ownership role, this no, I don't. Won, I don't think and this so. This guy is underneath him. No, I, mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe so. I don't think they look at the past successes or failures of a guy and go, "Well, Andy Reid's past dudes have been crap, except for maybe McDermott here, and then Nagy is also garbage. He just got fired. So let's uh, be weary of hiring Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, well, I mean, you, you got to look at Steve Spagnuolo, Pat Shermer, Leslie Frazier. I mean, and even Todd Bowles is 15, 16 games under 500. Well, I don't think – but that's not – that is not something that's exclusive to Andy Reid. Obviously, when you hire someone, you're going to look at where they worked, who they worked with, but it's, it's pretty much universally known at this point in time that you're not going to ultimately judge someone off of who their boss was. If that was the case, and I use this as, as the greatest example because he's the most successful active head coach. He's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, we can look up and down at Bill Belichick. And so, yes, he's going to be evaluated for who he worked for, but they're not going to look at, at past successes or failures of other dudes and use that as a precursor as to whether or not they're going to hire him. But if you look at, like you just said, you look at Belichick, there, there's not successes there either. There's failures. Yeah, but that's the, that's my that's my no no no. Slow down, CJ. I get it. You're a numbers guy. There's more to the stupid numbers when it comes to hiring someone. These aren't robots. They're not just crunching numbers and saying let's go ahead and disregard who this is. A lot of it is relationship based, and it goes deeper than the win loss numbers of your, your your predecessors or your former coworkers. A lot of times, unfortunately, it goes to this guy helped this guy throw the football and they had success. Who cares? It's a what have you done for me lately? Me looking at Andy Reid's coaching tree, I can go all the way back to Harbaugh and go his ass is still around. So look. We can go up and down. It's a falsehood to just look at a win-loss record of anybody's stupid-ass coaching tree and think that's going to be an indicator. I'm not sitting around doing interviews, but I can tell you as much. 
That's not how any of these people are being evaluated. They know that much. 855-212-4CBS. Chuck is calling from here in Atlanta. What's up, Chuck? Hey, what's up, JR, man? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Chuck. How far away from the phone are you? You you calling me in one room and the phone is outside? No, actually, I have my uh, beats on right now, and I'm out. I'm at work. I work overnight just for tonight, and uh, I just got my oh, beats. Chuck, you sound real far, man. Chuck, can you talk to me on the phone? Okay, can you hear me now? Uh, better. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for taking my call, JR, man. Love the show. Also, um, I think Eric B. should have a job. I really think that the league probably is jealous of his success with Andy Reid and having Pat Mahomes at his disposal and being able to, you know, represent the AFC in three championships in five years. I think they're jealous of him. And also, I'm happy the Eagles lost. I'm wow. happy What'd they do that. to you? What'd they do to you? <laughs> what they, they do to me? They, I think they were just a little bit too cocky. Oh. I think that they dismissed the Chiefs in the Super Bowl based on what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to them two years ago. Okay. So they kind of felt like, yeah, we got this in the bag, and, and uh, Pat All really right. showed him that he's that dude. Okay. All right, Chuck. And, and I'll, I have another I have another question also, and I know you, you don't have that much time, and I really appreciate that, but how do you feel about Desmond Ritter? Because I'm a diehard Falcons fan. Now, I think he's, he can get us to a championship. What? Probably one of those multiple. I, I, I think what? that they're – I really do. I really do. I, I like his intangibles. I think he's a leader. What have you seen? Every, what have you? What have you seen from this man? He has, he has leadership. He's saying all the right things. Uh, he sounds like a veteran, and I know he's young. Desmond Ritter. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. I, I believe it wholeheartedly. Hey, Chuck. You know what? Hey, hey. Yeah. Th- this that may happen, but I don't think anybody. Anybody, unless you're an oracle, I don't think anybody has seen enough from this man to to say I think he's going to win us a championship. Hey, there are a lot of folks, a lot of Falcons fans who would certainly believe so. Desmond Ritter might not even make it through this whole upcoming season later this year, you know? I get it. I I definitely understand. I I appreciate – hey, Chuck, I appreciate your optimism. Is there anything else you're optimistic about? The world is a terrible place. Give us something to be positive about. Who are you talking to uh, one of the people that lives in Titletown, USA, back-to-back Georgia champions and okay. uh, home of the 2022 20, Atlanta Braves? Okay, and, Chuck. Uh, All right, yeah, Chuck. I wasn't time. looking for Atlanta positivity. I was hoping that you had something to encourage the country, but I see not. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you, man. All right, thank you. I'm trying to look for something positive to share with the country. He's telling me about the Bulldogs and the Braves. Braves ain't win this year. They won the last year before. <sighs> Shep, what, what can we be positive about? Man, Kawhi Leonard played. What? I'm, we're supposed to be positive about Kawhi Leonard? Listen, when it comes to durability in the NBA, uh, that's a low bar these days. Kevin Durant supported teammates. That's a positive thing we should be I ain't thinking about no damn Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. Candace I'm thinking Parker. about life. Oh, I see. Telling me about stupid ass basketball players. I'm trying to think of something positive for life. Well, if I think, okay, so I'm trying to read Jr.'s mind right now. There is I'm something not, I don't have any. It's just the uh, uh, Homer Simpson, the monkey playing the symbols right well, now. Well, we both know you're one of the most intelligent people out there, so that's not true at all. Uh, 
there is something very positive that goes beyond the sport of football, if this is where I think you're going with this, and uh, beyond uh-huh. just wanting to play again. Um, he is grateful for being here. We're grateful for him. Being oh, here I as wasn't well. thinking about yeah. Demar Hamlin, but that's a good point. That's what I. That's what. I, that's where my no, mind was going. No, um, no, I wasn't. I was really. I wasn't and, thinking about anything. And by the way, Jr. What? It's. It's. You still see, and I know you're going to get to that at some point, whether tonight or tomorrow. But he is still very much uh, in, in in turmoil. There's trauma there. He's shook by this. It's it's hard to it's the guy hard to died listen. and came back know, to life. I know, I know, and it's still very much, very much. He's still in shock for what happened. He still cannot come close to processing everything. Well, you know what? That's that you 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 brought up a good point. I wasn't thinking about Demar Hamlin, but you're correct. That is that is good news. A matter of fact, we're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, he spoke to Michael Strahan. What was it yesterday? Right, the day after the Super Bowl. You're correct. Well, they recorded it. They played it right. yesterday morning. Right. right. Let's listen to DeMar Hamlin, um, his first major interview. We'll, we'll play a portion of that on the other side of the break. We'll get some more of your calls. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, first time caller, I do like your show. Um, I believe it or not, I listen to you guys more than I listen to music. You're actually one of my favorites. Call in now at 855 212 cbs Well that's that's nice. You got options. You listening to me instead of music. I'm flattered. Anyway. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And tonight, I guess this is appropriate. Valentine's Day night. People are bumping and grinding. People are arguing. People are breaking up. Some people by themselves right now. Hello, I'm here with you. Don't worry about it. We've heard coaches cry. Coaches introduced. In the case of Jeff Saturday, it's not a formal firing, but he ain't got a job now. We've heard an angry Aaron Rodgers. And we're just trying to find some positivity. And it doesn't matter what DeMar Hamlin is saying, but everything that he says is positive at this point because he's alive. Man, it was... was, it sucked to be on, on air that Monday night. I ain't give a damn about no football. It's like, whoa, we don't know the status of this dude. It's, it was crazy. And so we know DeMar Hamlin was pretty much honored all last week during, or I should say leading up to the Super Bowl. He was honored at the red carpet. He was honored Uh, during NFL honors, during the actual ceremony. He was honored pregame of the Super Bowl with all the first responders who helped save his life. And so DeMar Hamlin actually gave his first major interview uh, since that, that incident on the field to ABC's Good Morning America. He sat down with everybody's favorite 
defensive tackle, defensive end on television, Michael Strahan. And they talked about that night. Michael Strahan, he asked DeMar about what he remembers up until that hit. Uh, He asked him about standing up after making the tackle. Uh, Take a listen to this. Let's go back to January 2nd. How were you feeling before the game and when you were out there? Normal? Super normal. Feeling great. Can you tell me what you remember about the game up until the hit? I remember the things that we were focused on going into the game, just trying to get a win. So in the course of the game, you have the hit. You make the tackle. Do you remember standing up after you make that tackle? Um, that's something I don't really want to get too deep into in the details of. Yeah, I, he, he died on the field and came back to life. And, and we know at some point, I'm sure there will be some monetization out of this from him. And I don't know, maybe later in life, there'll be a book. He's, he's only 24 years old. You know, at that age, you, you certainly feel in, in, invincible, especially, man, he, he's in the NFL. And DeMar Hamlin continued on. Michael Strahan asked him if he saw the video. Have you gone back and looked at the video of the hit? Um, I, I watched it once or twice while I was in the uh, mm. in the ICU, but you know I, I really couldn't watch it too much. So, and what I, was that like to watch that? Uh, just a crazy feeling. Something I, I can't even describe yet. Something I'm still processing. Uh, something I'm still trying to work through. You know, why did it happen to me? He's going to be processing all of this for. A long time. I know that there's been conversations or not conversations by him publicly, but there have been doctors that have said one of the doctors on the NFL network saying that, yeah, he he believes and expects at some point for DeMar Hamlin to be able to step back out onto the football field. And that that very well might be true, but there's certainly going to be a a, a mental element and a mental hurdle. That, that he's going to get by or have to get by. DeMar Hamlin has been very clear, especially from this interview, that the first thing he needs to do is make sure that he can just move forward and live a quote-unquote normal life, as, as normal of a life as he can. And one thing that he was clear on, he didn't need to think about it, he didn't need to take time to discuss it or process it. Uh, he was very thankful for Bill's trainer, Danny Kellington, for administering CPR. I owe Denny my life, literally. Uh, you know, him just, just, you know, he loves to say he was just doing his job, but, mm-hmm. and which is true, that night he was literally the savior of my life, you know, administrating CPR on me. And that's something I'm, I'm, I'm truly thankful for and I don't take for granted. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what happens next for DeMar Hamlin? I... I don't think I'm jumping a gun to say I don't I don't think we'll see him play next year, but what do I know? No idea. I I think ultimately maybe one day we'll see him put the pads back on. Shep, you think we'll see him play ever again? Yeah, I do. I do. And it will be emotionally riveting and I think it has to happen for the Buffalo Bills. Has to happen? Yeah. Has to? Why? I just because I I, I just think there is something very special 
about what took place on that Monday night in Cincinnati, as unfortunate as it was, it humanized so many people in a way we had never seen before. It's we, we saw people cry that we thought didn't even have tears, and so I think the fact that it, the fact that it was for that particular fan base adds a whole extra layer to it. Being what they've been through with the Super Bowls, but beyond that, Jr. What they've been through as a community, tragically, we know what we we know the social justice issues that they've gone through. We know about the you know the the, the unfortunate blizzard that took lives, and so for this to happen. It, it, it bonded and unified DeMar Hamlin and Buffalo. They're attached to the hip the way Jim Kelly and Buffalo are, the way Bruce Smith and, and Buffalo are, the way Marv Levy and Buffalo are for, forever. Yeah, but I don't think they need him on the field. <sighs> I just, I just can't go, see him suiting up for I mean, anyone but you Buffalo. You just said it. He ain't yeah. going anywhere. I, I, we both think he'll play again. Right. I don't, I don't find it absolutely necessary for the team. I, I just think that's going to get – I mean, the whole notion of this jolt got tossed around, you know, Kevin Durant's going to be a jolt for the Suns. No, 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 DeMar Hamlin playing for this Buffalo Bills team again is going to be the ultimate jolt. I mean, he was leading them in tackles this season, for God's sakes. I can't see him playing for another team. Okay. Yeah, I don't think uh, about another team. Right. I'm just talking about flat and period. Right. Yeah, yeah, he'll play. And, you know, and listen, it helps that I feel like him and Josh Allen have a very close relationship, too. I think that's going to matter big time. Josh Allen ain't going anywhere. You talk about being unified yeah. with the city. I don't know a quarterback that's more beloved. I include Patrick in this conversation. Then Josh Allen is beloved by Buffalo. Hey, look, hey, we'll find out soon enough. It's just nice to know that he's he's still here. He did his first interview. We know that he's he's hooked up with the American Heart Association to encourage people to learn CPR. Uh, nothing but credit to him so far for, for what he's doing to help other people. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get to more of your phone calls before we roll out. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, you make my drive so much more enjoyable coming home from work late at night every day. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. This is, an, this is a great time to tell you about the Navy Federal Credit Union Defensive Player of the Week who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. That player happens to be linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick Bolton. Not only did he lead the Chiefs in tackles this past Sunday with nine of them, we all know about that touchdown that he scooped up, grabbing that fumble, returning it for six. And the Kansas City Chiefs, we know that they ultimately won the game 38-35. to And some guy named Patrick Mahomes now has two Super Bowl championships. The phone lines are bumping. Let's try to get on as many callers before we are forced to just shut up. 855-2124-CBS. Louie's calling from Vancouver. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Louie? Hey, JR. How's it going? It's going very well, man. What's going on with you? Well, this is pretty cool. I'm talking to you. I I got the 
super producer that I talked to him earlier, and I'm listening to you guys on my AM radio out of uh, out of uh, KJ, KGO San Francisco. I love you're in San Francisco. No, no, no. I'm in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Well, you, what'd you say got, about San Francisco? What am I missing? Well, that's the radio station that you're on right now, and I'm listening to you on my AM radio from. I'm picking up that station from down there. Oh my God! Wow, that's a hell of a signal. Damn. Go ahead. Yeah, no kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. So, quick story about the Lakers. Um, going back to the Magic Johnson days. So, quick backstory. A very dear friend of mine. She had a 308 GTS, and she was going to let me have it for the weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, and another friend of mine worked for Ticketmaster, so I got her to get me tickets for the Lakers Sonics game. So a buddy of mine, we uh, zoom down to Seattle and ends up our tickets are in the row right behind the Lakers. And there's no one in our row. It's just yeah. us, just the two of us and the Lakers right in front of us. As the game goes on, uh, we're interacting with the players and the, and the trainers and the assistant coach. And one of the trainers, one of the players puts out his hand and the trainer throws him a gum. So I put out my hand or put up my hand. Trainer throws me a gum. My buddy does the same. And as the game goes on, we've had this, you know, ongoing thing with the players and the trainers. When that game ends, security figure were part of the team or something because they ushered us along with the team to the dressing room. My buddy and I chickened out. We didn't go into the dressing room. Yeah. Um, but we did go out towards the bus. And we're standing by the, the, the door, you know, onto the bus. And, and I'm a... Not a small guy, but I'm a big guy. And I, you know, you could construe me as being security. And so my, and my buddy, he kind of looks like Michael Jackson. Okay. And he gets, and back in the day, he got mistaken for that all the time. Wow. And as I'm, as we're standing there, these two women, I mean, stunningly beautiful women come up, start talking to me like I'm security. And the one woman is talking to the other with sign language, and the other one is talking to me saying, we'd like to speak to Magic Johnson. Okay. So I went into the bus, and I went up to Magic, and I said, excuse me, Magic, these two women outside would like to talk with you. And he kind of looked out, his, out the window, big smile, and he said, yeah, sure. He followed me out, and he was talking with them. And uh, then he's talking with me, and he goes back into the bus. The women, the women plant a big smooch on me. Um, and, and like, we're just standing there, like trying to feel what in the world just happened. And and I'm like having this interaction with magic Johnson. And like, it was just one of those great NBA superstar moments. So you're magic Johnson's pimp. (laughs) No, no. That's what it sounded like. I don't know. No, man. Is that really, I mean, are we on the Are we on the same channel here? Yeah, yeah, we are. I, I just that was my interpretation of it. I'm also twisted and demented. So what do you want from me? Okay, okay, that part I get now, especially yeah, after yeah. that response. But no, it ended up that oh, um, they were part of uh, uh, not Special Olympics. Uh, but oh, are you gonna or, make me uh, sound bad now? Here you go, Louis. Go ahead. Well, it is what, what the it is, beautiful, my the beautiful women were a part of Special Olympics. Yes, the 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 the, the, the woman that was uh, speaking to her friend in sign language was connected to uh, Special Olympics, and oh. I guess Magic actually knew them from there, or okay. knew her from there. 
And uh, that's why they wanted a chance to talk to him before they rolled out of Seattle and headed back to wherever they were going. Oh, I missed that. I missed that part of the conversation, Louis. It is, uh, went on for so long. I pre- that's a cool story. So what happened? You just left after that? You went home? Yeah, it was just, you know, the, 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 the women went on their way. Uh, Magic went back onto the bus. We met some of the other players as they were coming along because now they saw me talking to him. Right. Uh, and so my buddy and I ended up talking with the rest of the players uh, that were coming out of the dressing room and heading towards the bus. And it was just one of those one of those great NBA sports moments. Okay. That is awesome, Louie. And now the Grizzlies uh, don't exist in Vancouver anymore. End of story. No, oh, don't, don't, don't even start. That, that's, that's a heartbreaker. But the one bonus was that we had season tickets, and I was at the game, the very, one of the very first games, when um, a guy shot from, uh, from center and he got $50,000. Yeah, everybody loves big country. Hey, Louie, thank you so much for calling from Vancouver. You take it easy, okay? Yeah, you too, man. Take care. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was a cool story. I miss bits and pieces of it. I'm being honest. Anyway. Hey, Shep, you know what I also saw meanwhile while he was telling the story? Uh, a day go by? <laughs> hold, hold on, Shep. I can't say anything. That was not mean, was it? <laughs> Damn. No, Louis. Louis, uh, we we appreciate the story. A, a little long winded, but but nonetheless, a, a beautiful story. So thank you. Oh, it was a beautiful story. Larsa Pippen calls oh, Marcus no. Jordan her, her forever Valentine. My love. Oh man. Is she going? She going to be with that man forever? No. I'm surprised if it lasts until 2024. Michael Jordan can't smack some sense into his kid. Too busy smacking Malik Monk. Malik Monk, where's he at right now? Uh, well, he was with the Lakers. Uh, I know he's where's not he with. Playing? I know he's not with the Hornets anymore, obviously. But I yeah, remember I don't that know clip went viral. Right. He's he's a, he's a good player, but I remember Michael wow. Jordan smacking him multiple times. Wow. They're just trying to torture Scottie Pippen. That's it. Yeah, they're trolling him. That's it. Like what? <laughs> What is Scottie Pippen? I don't know. I mean, Scottie Pippen can be a curmudgeon just in public. God can only imagine what he's like privately. If I'm judging by, you know, things that he says openly. Damn. Larsa Pippen calls Marcus Jordan. When when do you think the last time uh, Scottie and Mike spoke? Well, uh, it definitely was not after the documentary, that's for sure. I would say, if I had to say, probably before the pandemic, uh, probably three, four years ago. And now they're just, uh, they're just torturing Scotty here. Oh, I mean, I mean, listen, Scotty did not help himself. He didn't do many favors when he went on a public rampage, uh, you know, <laughs> against Michael Jordan and being, uh, you know, overrated. I, well, you know what? I was going to say I can't believe this, but these things happen, right? Unfortunately, it doesn't. These are the, the, in, in our lifetime, they're the two most successful teammates in the history of North American professional sports. I don't think people realize that. And one guy's, one guy's kid and the other guy's uh, ex-wife are together now. Yeah, they have a different kind of relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're teammates, all right. <laughs> anyway, who is this? John is calling from Columbia. John, you're on CBS Sports Radio. 
JR, good evening. How you doing? I'm good, Morgan Freeman. Go ahead. <laughs> you and Chef. All right, so this the the statement a while back about uh uh Patrick Mahomes and uh, Joe Montana. This is a different age. Uh Patrick has two. I think Joe Montana had about, about four or five or something like yes. that. Yes. And the way he was talking about look, two black quarterbacks put up what, seventy eight points in the Super Bowl? It was a very exciting Wait, game, a lot of You're offense. referring are you referring to the guy who called up and just kind of crapped on Mahomes? Yeah, him. Okay, don't worry about that. Give me an original thought because we're running out of time. Okay, okay so now I'm a Jets fan. I think I spoke to you early in the season. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is acting like a knucklehead right now. So he, he, here's my thought, JR. Let's develop Mike White, get a veteran, and see what Zach can do. Um, I know we got a good defense. We're going to have a good uh, good defense back this year. Let's develop Mike White, save some cap space, some money, develop the offensive line. What do you think on that? And I'll hang up. Well, well, well thank you, John. I mean, the fact is you're pretty much stuck already with, with, with Zach Wilson. You still got to pay him. Mike White is a free agent. You'd have to pay him. You want to develop Mike White? Mike White can't move and doesn't have the potential of Zach Wilson, regardless of how ugly and bad Zach Wilson has looked. This is what makes the Jets the Jets. It's like uh, looking at door number one, door number two, and door number three, and everything behind every door is dangerous. Like there's no good option. Welcome to the life of a New York Jets fan. I feel sorry for this man. Anyway, you've been listening to the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully when you listen to me on the radio, door number one, two, and three are all awesome. Now I got to leave. I'll be back with you tomorrow. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you, Shep. Don't move here on CBS Sports Radio because Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. All of her doors are great, too.